Hello, Murray State Aggies. It's Katie, and I am here speaking with recently retired assistant professor and instructor of the vet nursing program at, at Murray State College. So we will have her introduce herself here, and we will talk about the vet tech program at Murray. Yeah, my name is Debbie Reed, and um, as Katie says, in June of 2020, I retired from Murray State College Veterinary Nursing. Um, I had been with the program for 32 years as a, first as a clinical technician, which basically I um, helped assist with the labs and then I um, maintained and took care of the hospital itself. And in 95, I think it was, I moved into the position of instructor and was an instructor for a number of years. And then in 2013, I think is when I received my assistant professor status. And in 2014, I became one of the co-program directors of the program, um, which I served until 2020. Well, that's really cool. So, Miss Debbie, can you tell us how you got to Murray State College? <laughs> I don't think that you're a local of Tishomingo, so let's figure out why you got here. No, I'm not. I'm not a local. Um, not sure what my accent tells you at this point in time, but um, I'm actually an alumni. Um, my career. I am from Florida, a little town called Seville, which is right outside of about 45 miles west of Daytona Beach. And um, what got me to Oklahoma was rodeo, and I had rodeoed in Florida and had had a a very good career in my high school career at, at, in Florida and I actually was offered a scholarship at Southeastern to rodeo for them um, against probably my mother's wishes especially that's <laughs> probably not where I ended up because my I, my plan my my life had been kind of predetermined for me I was supposed to go I had a full ride to go to the University of Florida and then attend vet school yeah but I wanted to rodeo I had my priorities straight course so um your passion you gotta figure out what you want to do and how you're gonna that's exactly right and I knew <laughs> that if I I'd always been a good student and I knew that if I didn't um pursue those things that really interested me my mm -hmm. I, you know I didn't want to wake up one day and go dang what if I yeah. tried this type of thing and, and fortunately my parents was very supportive as long as I had a, a semi-plan going on so anyway long story short uh, I came in 1978 to the to Southeastern and personal conflicts kind of got in my way um, in about 80 injuries and a few other things and I, I buy That's one thing about the rodeo life it's always a gamble you know of your health and the horses that's and, exactly you know, right. it's very easy for stuff to kind of go up in the air but and that's a you, risk that you've got to be willing to take if you're going to do rodeo and horses and stuff and it's ironic that we're talking about this with the nfr going right now if, if you look at the nfr right now and and the payout and, and what it is you can you can make a living and even women yeah. can make a very good living doing this now yeah. but uh, i promise you in 1978 that was not the case and um you had to have some if you you had a lot of things going on your side just to survive it to say the least mm -hmm. but anyway um and then you know i, I firmly believe believe that god puts people in your life and you know we're destined to do he has your plan laid out for you and i actually by sheer fate met a man by the name of 
Dr. E. Byron Range. Um, we were, I was getting gas at a Love's in Medill. <laughs> and um, I got, he just got to talking to me and I told him that due to circumstances that I, I guess I was going back to the University of Florida and I said I really wanted to stay out here, but I couldn't pay out of state tuition and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And he said, hey, we're opening this new program over at Tishomingo. And at that time, we were veterinary technology. And he said, um, I'll make you a deal. He says, if you come over and you're successful through our program, he said, I'll guarantee you a job at Oklahoma State University. You can work, declare a residency, apply to vet school. And my thought was, I have a plan. That's a good plan. That's a big supporter <laughs> of somebody you meet and see stories like that. And that just kind of puts a, a plan that you would never expect in your vision and in your mind and something to run with. And he um, even went above that and offered me a job. Um, I, I, I don't know if we even had work study at college back then, to be honest with you. Um, but he offered me a job within his cattle operation. So I had spending money, so I had a better plan. So, you know, that that wasn't just by chance. I, I still think that was planned out and what have you. So in night, the summer of 19... 19- 79, I guess. Yeah, yeah the years get away from you, don't 79, they? yeah, that's hard to believe. <laughs> in the summer, I wasn't at Southeast as long as I thought. Um, in 79, I came to Murray as a student and um, graduated in May of 81 as my as a second class to graduate from Murray State. And I did leave Murray. Um, I left, did my preceptorship, um, Back then, we did it the last eight weeks of our last semester. So I left in March and went into equine reproduction. Went to Aubrey, Texas, to one of the biggest um, horse ranches there was in this part of the country. Um, We stood eight stallions, and at the peak of breeding season, was breeding about 3,000 mares. That's a lot of horses. (laughs) I was a lot of horses, but I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Oh, Um, yeah. So, um, anyway, after graduation, I was offered a full-time position with them, and I stayed with them. Actually, I stayed with uh, the veterinarian that I was working under, uh, Dr. Leon Self, and in 83-ish or somewhere around in there, um, the horse industry kind of went south as far as the breeding industry went, and... um, but I did come back. Uh, I stayed with him. We left the ranch, and then I ended up working with him in Pilot Point and did equine anesthesia until I came to Murray in '87. Wow! So the OSU never planned no, out. You never I, you had know, any envision. Nope, nope. And I have to also say that it took me nearly 25 years of teaching before the the bell went off in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, as a veterinary nurse, and especially in the beginning, um, Murray State had the only veterinary nursing program from 1980. We received our initial accreditation in 1980, and until 2000, we were the only program in the state of Oklahoma. Wow. So in 2000 is when the profession started changing. Mm -hmm. Um, People, you know, until then, animals, for the most part, were using animals Mm -hmm. and you know people weren't going to spend lots of money 
you know, right to take care of a pet, quote and unquote. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always tell my students that. I said, as a kid growing up, I don't ever remember having a, a, a pet dog. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. If that dog didn't have a job, he didn't stay at our house. Mm-hmm. Now, I had many dogs, but yeah, they also they had were, jobs and working. They were working cow animals. dogs and what have mm-hmm. you. And, and what, but that, that started changing. We started seeing that change in 2000. And anyway, the, the profession. So I'll be honest with you. When I started my career, um, you know, I was, a, I was an assistant. I was really a lots of ways task-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked directly under a veterinarian, which we still do. That, mm-hmm. That's still not it. But when I started, we weren't really used for our thinking capabilities. You know, it wasn't up to us to, to think through a case. We, we just did nursing care which is still what we do but anyway what I'm trying to say is is that it took me that long to figure out I would have been a horrible veterinarian yeah (laughs) well at least you know that (laughs) I would have been a horrible veterinarian and I don't think I would have had a 30-year career in it because I I would have I would have done something different because when I see an animal come in or when my veterinarian sees an animal come in and let's just say a, a dog comes in you know, exhibiting GI problems, whatever it happens to be. That veterinarian, as soon as they lay their eyes on that animal for the first time, they're going through the disease process. Mm-hmm. What's causing this? Mm-hmm. What is this? What's going on? What's causing it? What I need to do? So they go through the disease process. So they're they're looking at the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What is it? What's causing it? As a veterinary nurse, I'm looking at it on the nursing side of it going, Dang, this dog's dehydrated. I got to set an IV. Uh-huh. I got to get fluids in him. I got to get him warm. I, I could care less what's causing it. You've got to get him feeling good and you're in charge I've of that. I've got to start charging of that. So I do, you know, it, so it's a different mindset. A Definitely. Totally different mindset. And I don't have that mindset. I'm not one of those people that has to know how that light, Why something how works. that light yeah. works i could care less how that light works as long I just, as it puts off light yeah as long as it puts off light i'm yeah, good I, to go i i can openly admit that i would be a terrible vet as well i don't think that way i don't as I long don't. as it works as long as it's there i'm good you know and uh, and over the years you you learn to you know obviously my thinking has changed and you as a as a veterinary nurse you know you have reached your rite of passage or whatever it is for lack of a better word is when that veterinarian looks across that table and goes what do you think yeah you know uh-huh. and that's like and like I said that took a long time before that happened right and it was like oh well and then you, you get to feeding off each other mm-hmm. and that's that's the team dynamics of this profession mm-hmm. and so which no, is crucial as a veterinary nurse I cannot diagnose prescribe or perform surgery mm-hmm. Those are the only three things that I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I don't want to do yeah. those three things. Right. But but do I know that a dog possibly has parvo or whatever it happens to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably do. Seen enough yeah. of them, I probably do. But I'm not going to up and say that. Right. Can't diagnose, prescribe. Mm-hmm. But when you get those really hard, difficult cases and you sit there and you start feeding off of each other the mm-hmm. what ifs and, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? That's when... That's what makes a, a valuable team. And right. so, so that's, then I finally decided I like myself again because yeah. it didn't matter that I didn't think the way they did because, yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know, you have to have both. I mean, a vet, I mean, it, you've got to have the vet and the vet nurse to successfully, you know, cure an animal or help fix an animal and, and, and then, treat the animal and 
you know. And then you have to have a veterinary assistant too, which Marie has that program. Uh-huh. Um, we have our veterinary assistant which program. Which is new, right? Isn't that relatively new? Relatively new. Um, oh, that might be. <laughs> it didn't start when the program started, right? No, 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 okay. no. It's just started the, the lady that teaches that graduated from the program in 09. Okay. And so... It's definitely less than 10 years because mm-hmm. she didn't start it when she first came back to Murray. So it's it's just been going three, four, five. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> three, four, five years at the most. Um, um, and that's, I mean, I've seen, as a recruiter, I've seen that um, as a positive and beneficial for the vet nursing program as a element for recruitment. Those students who maybe don't know the direction they want to go, but kind of want to get a, you know, a foot in the door to see the process to maybe help on a very small scale well it Um, it does it does many things mm -hmm. Um, first and foremost the program gets so many people that may have 4.0 high school gpas may have a 30 on their act and on paper they look great great Mm -hmm. everything looks really good and they'll come to us and they'll say you know we want to apply for your program because i just love animals yeah well that becomes a problem because (laughs) It's Those, not all me, cuddles and hugs all Well, the time. it's not all cuddles and, and you know, you you have to give injections. You have to pull blood. And if you don't have a medical mind for this, mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful. because. Right. And it's not that these people can't make it academically. Mm-hmm. And it is an extremely difficult program to get through. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you will study a lot. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times I would have a student in there and we're getting ready to for them to set their first IV or whatever it happens to be. And they can't do it for nothing. And I'll look up at them and I'll go, what? They go, you know, what a hurt them. Yeah. Well, you're not. You're yeah. actually helping them at this mm-hmm. point in time. You know, it's not. But they don't like they don't like that. Right, yeah. And unfortunately, no matter what we do, sometimes that happens. Um, but, you know, I, and when it really hits them is when they ha- go into surgery. Mm-hmm. And they have to be surgical assistant. Yeah. And you can't, if you don't have that mindset to know that you're not hurting them, you know, and... and You've got to do it to help in the future. To help them. Right. So... It's very important. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, so the assistant program kind of gives them, um, within the assistant program, within the first couple of weeks, they're giving injections, they're Mm -hmm. doing stuff. Um, So... They know very quickly if that's what's going to be with it. And then on the other side of the coin, there are some people that are not that that are not academically going to be successful. Mm-hmm. It may not be anything more than they have kids at home, they have other responsibilities, and if you you know if you're going to do anything, once you set your mind to whatever major it is, whether you do hours, nursing, whatever it happens to be. I have a, a degree in business, and my first two years in college was like everybody else, history, government, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got to my business degree, there was only like 12 in my class that was taking those things. I'm sure, is your degree in ag? Business, actually. No. Oh, business? Mm-hmm. Well, I know, <laughs> my, I know my son's degree is in ag. and I took I, all ag classes. but my And own. I really thought that when he... He left here. I thought he's gonna get lost. Uh-huh. You know, he's not gonna like OSU. He's not. But when I went up there, it was no different than Murray because it was just that same small mm-hmm. group of people. So, um, so once you get to that, 
that's when you really focus in and that, you know, it's my last two years was my hardest part of college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you figure it out. Yes. So, <laughs> like our program and a few of the others is what they call occupational education programs, which means you are job ready. Oh, uh-huh. We have two years that when you walk out that door, you're not transferring to Oklahoma State. You're not doing anything else. You're going straight to the job market. You're going straight to the job market. Yeah. And that's what makes this type of programs. So, number one, they're difficult because number, probably the biggest reason, most people has not had medical background. And we're mm-hmm. talking a whole new lingo. Yeah. Number one. But number two is a pace in which it has to mm-hmm. go. Which is very fast very fast paced. Yeah. I know I'm not cut out for that. There's no way I can, I can do that, but I'll recruit for it all day long, you know, but I can't, I wouldn't be very successful in that program. Well, I would say though, that anybody that wants to be successful mm-hmm. and they have the heart for it, there's not a faculty member at Murray State College yeah. that will not make sure you're not successful. Across the board, no matter what you do. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, do you, I mean, clearly something clicked with you at Murray. You know, you, you're an alum, and then you taught and you're a professor and instructor for so many years. Um, and, you know, Murray still thinks very highly of you. So do you have any, like, fond memories of being a student in the vet tech program? And, I mean, you were, you were in the second graduating class of the vet tech program, correct? Um, so, you know, do you, do you have any memory of that? Um, like something you really learned and have you watched the program change, you know, 20 years later, um, kind of, kind of give us a little insight on that. Um, yes, yes. And yes. (laughs) Um, and I'll go back to my fondest memory Mm -hmm. of Murray, I guess, as way I go back is I'll go back to what I just said. You know, by the time, I think my class, even back then, we started out with probably, and I don't know, we had, there's a high attrition rate in this program just uh-huh. because, but let's just say we started out with, you know, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time we got to our second semester, there probably wasn't but 12 of us right. in there. Well, you know, and then by the time we graduated, I think there was maybe 10 of us that, yeah. that graduated. Well, six of those 10 people are my best friends to this day. Oh wow. Because you form you you form friendships, you form connections. Connections because you bonds, have a, yeah. a lightness and you're all working hard to get mm-hmm. through with it and then you do and and so I think my and, and the same thing with our instructors. Um, I've already said that a man by the name of Dr. Range was the program director and Dr. K Helms um, was one of my instructors. And I just had the utmost respect and admiration for that woman, um, what she did for all of us. And, yeah. and you know, I really think a, a good teacher not only teaches well in the classroom, but it's also what goes on outside that classroom mm-hmm. and how they do. And, and I think that's another positive to Murray is because that's across the board too. Um, they don't just teach in the classroom. They, they generally care for you. Right. So I think my, 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 my fondest memory as a student was that relationship and those mm-hmm. bonds that we did. I mean, we, we laughed together. We cried together. Yeah. <laughs> we pushed each other. It's, it's, it's basically like boot camp uh-huh. in, our, in our program. Yeah. Um, as an instructor, has it changed? Oh, my Yes, and I could, yeah. I don't even know where to go on that. Mm-hmm. But as I said, the profession has changed. Mm-hmm. And right. the one thing that I can 
I have always said, and why I stayed at Murray State College, mm-hmm. is I'll go back again as to the people. Um, not only the, the, the people in our department, but the people across the board that did it. But Murray State College, always, they want to see everybody succeed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not for sure, I, I, I guess it's a motto saying or whatever but from here you can go anywhere mm-hmm, yeah is ever so true at Murray State and they are constantly the leaderships that I've been under at Murray State is constantly looking at the future it constantly now we're a little town in southeastern Oklahoma mm-hmm. what do you know what the population of the college is now I think it's around 15 um 1500 okay that's pretty small I mean yeah well when you go back and I look in our department alone mm-hmm. um in our department we have pictures obviously of all of our graduates uh-huh. we have graduates all over yeah. and we have graduates that are pulling down six figures that has graduated with nothing more than a two-year degree mm-hmm. we have them at UC Davis in California we have them in Kentucky we have them all over and a lot of that is because the college pushes its employees mm-hmm. to constantly stay on the cutting edge. My career has, I, my career at Murray, um, not only in the classroom, but the opportunities that was provided to me outside the classroom, mm-hmm. I'd have never had those opportunities yeah. anywhere else, ever, would I've had those. And it's so heartfelt. You know, I can feel the passion that you have towards Murray and the Vet Tech program just talking to you. And I think that that is just so important. And and for anybody you know listening, interested in the vet tech program or vet nursing program, it's a great program, as Debbie has said. And you know, if you have any questions about the program, whether it was what it was like 20 years ago or more in-depth detail on some of the classwork, there are numerous people, not not just in the program but outside the program, that are willing to get you that information and talk to you and walk you through the process. Um, so on that note, what's the best or biggest piece of advice you could give to potential or interested vet nursing students as an instructor of the program for 30 years? As coming in, whether Mm -hmm. to come into this program. Mm -hmm. um, And then for the students that kind of maybe need encouragement, you know, maybe they're in the the vet assisting program and they really want to do it, but maybe they're I don't, I don't know, maybe they just need that extra word um, of, of advice or, or something that you see students struggling, you know, when you taught. And... The, the, you know, number one, don't ever be afraid to try something. That, that's the thing. Don't let it hold you back. If you're struggling with trying to figure out, is this really what you want to do, I would encourage you to get with your local veterinarians and shadow them. Um, spend a few days. That is a requirement to get into the program. You have to have eight hours of shadowing done prior to applying to the program. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's important. Yeah, prior to applying to the program. Um, But do it a little bit more than that. Make sure this is truly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, students and people of today have the world at the click of a button on the internet. So you can do a lot of research and see the job opportunities. Are you going to get rich in this profession? I said that we have some students pulling down six figures. Well, (laughs) that's probably only about three out of however many. Mm -hmm. This is not something that we do for the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you, though, you can make a living doing it. Mm-hmm. But, again, you've got to have that heart and that passion for medicine. Right. Um, you, you can make a living, but you, you may have to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have strong um, 
science background. You, you need a strong math background. Uh, you, you know, just you kind of have to, to make your plan and understand. And then the other thing, like I said, is it's like being a, a, a top-rated athlete. When you come into and make your decision to come into this program, you got to throw everything else out the window. For Dedicate yourself 100%. At 16 60. weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> for, that, for that program yeah. to be successful. I hope that answers your question. But yeah, I don't want to deter anybody. There, mm-hmm. there's If they go on our website... Uh, all the admission requirements is on the uh, vet nursing page. You have to have certain requirements to do it, but you know that's what a junior college is all about or a community mm-hmm. college is about. That's why we have the assistant program. So if you do not meet the requirements to come right into the program, and I'll be honest with you, somebody right out of high school, nine times out of ten, unless they have had all their concurrent classes, mm-hmm. because you want to have as much of your we wanted you to have all your general education classes prior to applying to the program, uh-huh. just so that we help you be successful. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, that'd the, be an extra load. That would. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a suicide mission. Yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> no. So take advantage of those. If you're high school, take advantage of those concurrent classes. But hey, if you're 50 or 60, don't worry about it. We've had them come back in at 40, 50, 60 years of age, and be highly successful. Uh, I will go back and say it again. If you have the heart and the want to, they will make sure you, they'll give you everything you can to get through it. Yeah. And there's a support system. I mean, Mm -hmm. your classmates, your peers. Murray has a phenomenal student success center. You know, if if you, maybe you're struggling with some of the math sciences, the math and science classes, there's resources out there to utilize. And like both she and I have mentioned, Murray is a family, and we want you to build that connection one-on-one with your professors and your instructors, and I'm sure that they're more than happy to help you in any class, Um, you know, maybe more on a one-on-one level and kind of just kind of see you through the process, uh, you know, if you're struggling in a particular area. Well, and uh, don't be afraid of your concerns. Um, If you, if this is something that you're considering and want to do, and we hope you are, uh, Contact you, Katie, I guess. Set, yes. up, set up an appointment. Come in, tour it. Um, don't just do, we have virtual tours on the internet now. We'll be happy to talk to you on the phone, through Zoom, all those methods. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need to come. You need to come see it. And once you see and be a part of it, I think that will help you um, alleviate any of the fears you might have trying this. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Best thing I ever did. Yeah. Well, good. Good, good, good. I'm glad I didn't go to that school. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it was bittersweet to retire. Yeah. But it was time to move on and do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm not out of it. Mm-hmm. I still have my hand in veterinary medicine. And um, like I said, I wanted to do some other venues mm-hmm. that I was not able to do as, a, as an instructor. Right. And, um, but, you know, and I, you, I mean... You came from Florida, and you made Murray your home, and you made Tishomingo your home. And, and I will bleed blue till the day I die. That's what we want to hear. So, <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for your time. And if we have any questions from our listeners, reach out to me. And, um, you know, if you have a question specifically for Debbie, I can get you her the question, and we can get an answer. Uh, you know, any anything, any further information about any part of the history of the Vet Tech program or what it takes to get in it, please don't hesitate to reach out to me.